And we'll read the last part of that verse, Matthew 10, 22, again. It simply says, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. The first question is, to the end of what? To the end of the day? That's necessary. To the end of the week? To the end of the month? To the end of the year? To the end of our Christian experience? Perhaps it's all of the above. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Where there's an end, there must be a beginning. To be saved here certainly includes to be saved from the wrath and eternal judgment that Matthew later describes. And to endure is to withstand with patience the forces that will confront us between the beginning and the end. So he that endureth to the end shall be saved. We want to endure to the end. On Friday evening, Brother Ryan mentioned in Little League Baseball experimenting when he went up to bat by swinging at the pitches with his eyes closed. He did that three times and three times missed. I love baseball as well. I was a little older, perhaps 13, 14, when I went up to the plate with my eyes open and still struck out three pitches. But what I recall is the first two I swung at and missed. The third pitch appeared to be headed right at me, and so I stepped back, and at the last moment, it curved right over the heart of the plate, and I struck out looking. It's better to strike out swinging like Ryan did than strike out looking, but it illustrates the fact that life will throw us curves. That was the first time I had ever seen a curveball, and I still find myself wishing I could see it one more time because I'm sure I could hit it, the same as I was sure I could hit those first two pitches down the heart of the plate and missed. But anyway, we, uh, we must focus was his, was his point. And today, with the help of the Lord, uh, our point is we must endure to the end. And we can do that. It's not necessary not to do that, whether it be the end of the day or the end of the year or the end of our Christian experience, which is really what was being addressed here as Jesus spoke to his apostles. Borrowing again from Friday night, we're to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Where there's an ending, there must be a beginning. Where Jesus initiated the beginning of our faith, he is able to finish it. And that's what Paul wrote to the saints at Philippi. And he was confident of it, that he that hath begun a good work in you, will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Another way of saying, he that started it in you will finish it in you. Yesterday, Debbie and I were out and about, and I, as I was walking, um, actually outside, and she was inside doing what 
I don't like to do, um, which is shopping. But a, a gal ahead of me was walking. Uh, briskly, I might out, and I think she passed me. But uh, on the back of her sweatshirt, it, it uh, read, the message on her sweatshirt read, Remember why you started. Now, I don't know what she started, or if she, whether it was a diet or an exercise program, but she evidently wanted others to remember why she started, though we don't know what she started. But I, I thought to myself, if I could market a, a shirt, I might add, and remember where you're headed. And be sure you have a beginning worth remembering and an ending that um, merits remembering that it's your target. But that's really what we're uh, talking here. We're, we're going to endure to the end. And that necessitates that we remember our beginning and evaluate if it merits remembering. If the end was heaven for Jesus' followers... And it was, and certainly is for us, then uh, the beginning of it um, was when they set out to follow him. And we have their names. We see the Lord called them. The Lord calls each of us. He calls everyone to serve him in different ways, different forms. But uh, the message uh, penetrates our hearts at some moment in time or over time. And we uh, set out to follow the Lord. We have, which is typical, the four fishermen named first, beginning with Peter. And we uh, remember from uh, John how that uh, Andrew with John, we believe, uh, heard the message of John the Baptist as he pointed to Jesus and said, uh, Behold the Lamb of God. And those two set out to follow uh, Jesus and Jesus asked them as they did so, what seek ye? They responded with a question, where, where dwellest thou? And Jesus replied, come and see. So they, they did that. And then Andrew found his brother, Peter. And we read of Peter's experience on the lake where he went a fishing, fished all night with his partners and caught nothing. But on the shore of the Lord, who he did not know to be the Lord at, the to at that time, uh, told him to launch out into the deep and to let his nets down and try again. Peter was reluctant to begin with, but finally did so. After all, they'd fished all night and caught nothing. He was the fisherman, and this man on the shore, what, what did he know? But suddenly the nets were so full that they began to break, and yet it appears not the fish did not escape, or at least uh, not enough of them to prevent the fishermen from loading up their boats to where the boats begin to sink. You know, the Lord uses mysterious to us circumstances to reach out to us. But before it was over, Peter ended up confessing to the Lord, Lord, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. And the Lord replied to him, follow me, and I'll make you to become a fisher of men. So he began to follow the Lord. All four of them did. 
We read of the others. Of course, we know of Matthew. He's the author of this writing, this gospel. He was sitting at the receipt of custom and collecting taxes. He wasn't the most popular guy in town, but the Lord came to him and said, follow me. He did so. And in fact, he invited Jesus to come to his house and invited others of the publicans and sinners. The Pharisees marveled that Jesus was gone to be the guest of such a crowd. But Jesus said, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. They needed him and knew it. The Pharisees needed him, but they were righteous in their own eyes. So they did not know that they knew him. Jesus had said, they that are sick need not a physician, or they that are whole need not a physician, but those who are sick. And that's certainly the case. If you're young and healthy and have no problems, you certainly don't have a thought in consulting a physician. But if you're otherwise, you at least have a thought along those lines. But it's important that Sinners acknowledge their sinfulness in order to take advantage of the Savior and the invitation to be relieved of that sinful condition that exists. The invitation exists, I mean. Well, so does the sinful condition. Jesus has come to seek and to save that which is lost and to save individuals from their sins. You need not continue in a life of sinning. These these twelve at least initially, heard the message and it appealed to them, so they began to to follow the Lord. We read also in John's Gospel, Philip is named among amongst these uh, 12 in Matthew 10. Uh, we, we read that Jesus findeth Philip. Sometimes the Lord uses individuals to reach out to other individuals who bring us to Jesus. But sometimes the Lord just initiates the encounter uh, without the help of uh, the human uh, element. And that's apparently what he did here uh, with Philip. He finds Philip and says, follow me. Well, in turn, talking about the human uh, aspect of evangelizing, Philip uh, tells Nathaniel, who may be the same as Bartholomew mentioned here in this list and in others, and said, we have found him uh, of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Well, Nathaniel or Bartholomew knew Jesus, the son of Joseph of Nazareth, and knew the, the people of Nazareth and asked the question, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Come and see. And so he did. And God called him to be among the twelve. We see uh, Thomas's name uh, listed here. And we, uh, or some often refer to him as Doubting Thomas. But I like to leave him uh, where we find him at the end, which is Believing Thomas. And he, he believed before it was over. And Jesus told him, Because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. But blessed are they which have not seen and yet have believed. That would include you and me. We have heard the reports of those who have experienced Jesus, and eventually we experience him ourselves. 
and have benefited by the fact that the Lord called us to follow him. So these 12 followed him, uh, at least uh, 11 of the 12 until the end. Remember, that's what he said. He that endureth to the end shall be saved. We have Judas Iscariot listed last. He followed Jesus, trusted him, and followed him until the time of the Passover, but he did not endure until the end. Maybe there's a distinction between following the Lord and, and being saved. They, even Peter confessed, thou art Jesus, the Son of God. The devils acknowledge Jesus as the Son of God. They tremble. So we, we follow Jesus, but, but we need to be saved. We need to experience a change of heart and stick with that. Endure to the end. I hearken back, thinking of the youth meeting and the youth in, in, uh, in our body of believers, really worldwide. I hearken back to when I, I came into the gospel. I was uh, not as young as many of the youth here are and have been when they've responded and participated in, in the work. I sat in that audience there in the tabernacle, my first camp meeting, and saw that young uh, people's platform and eventually uh, ended up on it when they accidentally put me in the choir and I sang for a few years. But I, I hearken back to the, that platform of youth, that youth group, and uh, can look around today and see some who have endured. Not to the end. We're not to the end yet. You're not to the end yet. But it means something to endure to the end. It, it, it means something to begin to follow Jesus, to experience His great salvation and stick with it. To where you will be able to look back or others will be able to look back of Jesus Terry's a few years from now or many years from now and can look at you with appreciation that you, you've endured what you have encountered in life. And these 12, we're going to encounter a few things. Jesus told them, and you read in the same 10th chapter, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. At first, it was very appealing. The gospel is appealing, even even second or last. But uh, he called unto them his twelve disciples as he looked out and saw the sheep, uh, the people as, as sheep having no shepherd. The harvest, he says, is white into harvest, but uh, there are no laborers. So we uh, immediately we go transition to chapter ten, which of course this manuscript was not. Uh, given in chapter, so immediately he called unto him his twelve, those twelve, and gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and heal all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases. Why, if you were sitting there, standing there that day, or even here, and it was promised to you that here you go, hey, I'm in. This is exciting. But that's not all. 
I send you forth as a sheep in the midst of wolves. I grew up in Douglas County, and at that time, uh, in my growing up years, they said that, that was sheep country, that that county uh, had uh, more sheep than any county in the United States. I don't know if that's accurate or not. You can do the fact check, but that's what I heard when I was growing up in, in school and in my agriculture classes and all that. Well, it doesn't much matter. I was well aware in those days that the problem that was encountered by those sheep farmers was that of predators. Here he says, sending forth a sheep amongst wolves. Well, sheep are are known not to be the brightest animal in the kingdom, which is very telling because we are compared to the sheep. Go figure. But there are predators. And there were coyotes that could be heard at night. We even had a, a, a golden retriever dog. And uh, one, one day, that dog and, and that uh, coyotes are the biggest predator of sheep, in, in our country at least. And the second uh, largest or biggest uh, predator happens to be domestic dogs. We had a golden retriever. And uh, the neighbor had a golden retriever too. I can't remember what they named their golden retriever, but it was from the same letter, and we named our golden retriever Tougher, because we figured ours was tougher than theirs. But I didn't. I don't think Dad really liked us having a dog anyway. And one day, uh, our 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 Tougher chased the sheep, and sure enough, so Dad got gave the dog away. Um, but I, I'm over that. You know, you don't need a dog. But sheep, that's obviously, you can see that in a humorous vein, but it's not humorous when it comes to the fact that we are sheep amongst wolves or amongst lions, a roaring lion, who goes about seeking whom he can devour. That, that's the challenge that he presented to him. He did not, uh, Jesus did not uh, characterize this Christian walk as just a stroll through the park. He let them know what they were uh, up against. He said, you'll be delivered up to councils. They'll scourge you in their synagogues. So if you think uh, this gospel way of following Jesus is a a way of ease and a way of luxury, then uh, you may as well face the facts. It's not going to be that case. It's a way that includes taking up a cross, an instrument of death, and following Jesus no matter what. That is why he declares you must endure to the end. You can't just get started. We thank God for for a start. We certainly uh, want to get started, but we want to finish. Sometimes this Christian walk or race is compared uh, to a marathon, and uh, that's certainly um, a, a good a metaphor to, in, in some, uh, at some level. There's one winner in a marathon, so that's uh, not, not one of those levels. But some in a marathon, some of you have, have run in a marathon, a few of you, I suppose, you didn't expect to win. Your goal was to finish. That's it. Your goal was to endure the rigors of training 
And when you got out there, you wanted it, you wanted a beginning. You have a beginning at the starting line. There's a bunch gathered there. You have no intention or no, no thought that you're actually going to win, but you are determined to finish. That is our determination. Endure to the end. Withstand the forces that will confront you in life and don't uh, withstand them as you go through life whining about them. Go through life understanding that they are uh, allowed of God or even sent of God to make you stronger. To help you develop your endurance. He said, you will betray, be betrayed. Those, uh, the enemies will be those of your own household. That's what you're going to face, uh, you fishermen and Matthew and, and uh, Thomas and Nathaniel. I'm telling you right up front what, what you're going to encounter. Uh, what you have around you today is a, is a beautiful environment, but make no mistake... You're not always sitting in the house of God and the devil comes to the house of God as well, as far as that goes. But you'll go out there and uh, you will encounter the forces of evil that, uh, where there's a determination to take you down. If you're going to endure, you're going to uh, keep your focus. Keep your eyes upon Jesus. These were uh, told, uh, provide neither gold nor silver nor brass for your purses. Or script for your journey. In other words, do not uh, accumulate a lot of luggage, or we might call it in our day, baggage. And you certainly don't want to uh, be a receptacle of the baggage of other people. We'll have enough challenges of our own without taking on those of others. Endure to the end. Remember why you started, but remember where you're going and why you're going there. It's a It's a... A place worth remembering. It's it's called heaven. We have the beginning in the Bible, Genesis chapter one, but we have the ending in the Bible, the last chapters of of the Revelation. It's uh, whatever we face in life. It, it's there. It's worth enduring. We have a determination to endure to the end. I like Job 17, uh, 9, which declares the righteous also shall hold his way, and he that hath clean hands shall be stronger and stronger. Talk about withstanding the uh, forces of evil. Job did that, but he endured to the end. We have the, we call it the faith uh, chapter. Maybe we can call it the endurance chapter, Hebrews 11 where they certainly uh, endured. No matter what was thrown against them, they, they withstood it by the, the grace of God. We have that of the, the 11 of the 12, whose names are noted here by Matthew's gospel. They endured to the end. Uh, tradition uh, tells us that uh, save John the Beloved, the others gave their lives for the faith. But they finished. In 
James wrote, Behold, we count them happy which endure. We do. And as we endure, we're happy as well. Well, we're nearing the end of time. The rapture of the church is at hand. It's incumbent upon all of us that we, we have a beginning of merit. More than following Jesus, we, we must be saved. We must be able to hearken back to that spiritual experience of a new birth. If you lack that, wow. Why? Why would you not be saved? Why would you go through life and uh, even in this stage of life and not have that assurance, that, that peace? You've seen those whose loyalty has been uh, tested and have stood true. And certainly amongst uh, the young people, but amongst all of us, your loyalty will be tested. It, it needs not just to hold firm and to be uh, endure to endure that testing, but it must be declared. Let it be known. Here's where I stand. Here's where I'm headed. That's part of enduring. That's what the eleven did, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to keep doing it. It's been a good way. I've lived longer than some of you, not as long as others of you. But I can look back without a regret, knowing that oh, whatever has come my way has served to strengthen me. I certainly uh, could have gained more yet uh, had I uh, been more savvy yet. But that doesn't deter me at all. I'm focused on the, the next curveball. I want to hit it. I want to send it to where it ought to be. And that's, by the grace of God, what you are going to do as well. We're going to have a song of invitation. And may God bless you and help you as you look His way and, and during this season of prayer.